0: fit the bill as total fanatics this morning. We uh <laughs> obs- I forgot that was the third obs- this morning. <laughs> obsessive uh shed hunters uh we definitely uh I guess demonstrated that this morning. It was snowing, it was snowing in my eyes. Like there were there were times when I like couldn't even really look up while we were walking because so much snow was hitting me directly in the eyeballs. So Same. Uh, and yet we persevered. We were soaking, sopping wet. It was a really sloppy, wet snow. Um, I think, how did I describe the ground again? It brown. So the, the topsoil was like oh,
1: yeah. brownie. <laughs> like brownie bed with uh. what did you say? Like a whip, whipped cream with, or something?
0: With snow icing on top. Yeah. It was like two layers of slip and slop. It was, the snow was super slippery. And then the ground beneath was super soppy, you know, just really, really brownie batter-like uh, uh, consistency. So, it was a mess uh, walking. Um, of course, with the snow on the ground, you know, this time of year, you're not finding a lot of browns. Although, Caleb found an absolute giant brown uh, week the week prior. So, I mean, yeah. there, there's some out there for sure. But uh, mostly still looking for those old sheds preferably hard whites from last year i found one last week uh right before caleb found his giant uh brown shed and
1: well, you did i mean i have to say you basically pointed from like 400 yards away where it might be and then like eventually found <laughs> that one which was pretty cool
0: well, we'll, get, well uh, that that did feel pretty good i'll admit but uh <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit here uh, but point being, today we're walking tons of snow on the ground. Can't really see a white antler today. So, uh, but we were truly fanatical in uh, our pursuit of sheds today, no doubt about it. And uh, the bone we're going to pick tonight is going to be about people who dog on shed hunting. And you know, not that it hurts our feelings or anything like that. Uh, I just think it's not like like, and I'm fine with you know, I'm fine with anything getting picked on. Everything deserves to be picked on a little bit, I suppose. But, uh, the, the kind of picking on that annoys me is when somebody says it's not worthwhile. It's not like there's nothing to be gained there. It's a total waste of time. And, uh, so when people, you know, they'll be like, oh, it's just a fad. It's just something, you know, uh, one that's kind of funny. I've, so I've seen a couple of them is, uh, somebody be like uh shed hunter is a is an old term for somebody who can't hunt <laughs> or oh, something man. like you know that's actually kind of funny uh or then another funny one was um people call them a uh, uh, nature's participation trophies mm-hmm. or something like that so that's the kind of picking on that's that that's okay you know that's that's just somebody having fun, but when people say it's not worthwhile, like it's a waste of it's a waste of time for uh, someone to go out and shed hunt. I think they're totally off base, don't you?
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I mean, I was actually talking to someone, my dad, today after we got out of the woods, and um, I was just telling him one of my favorite parts of shed hunting is just that scouting aspect mm-hmm. of how you get to be out there, um, and like we bumped some deer today which we we were actually we rarely do that and it could have been the crazy weather conditions yeah the reason we actually saw deer well
0: and let me stop you right there because somebody would be like see that's another reason not to shed hunt you're you're pushing those deer around you're stressing them out it's the hardest time of the year for them but uh what's the difference here in iowa
1: well the we were talking about the food sources you know and i think that's the one that's one thing that we definitely feel um but what I liked and we just kind of did this naturally cuz we were we went, you know, east and those deer bumped out west. Mm-hmm. And what I think later as I've been thinking about it throughout the day is when we went back west and shed hunted that direction, the deer had, had calmed down and I think I was on the exit path of what was a buck cuz I was following a buck track. Mm-hmm. And I got to find this I was I was just going crazy but I was like this is such a cool trail and it was really thick with the cover. And so I was telling my dad, I was like, I'm pretty sure I found a really nice, like, safe ex- exit trail that this buck feels comfortable using, because yeah. I was seeing paw-, paw marks on the ground where he had been, you know, had clearly been stopping.
0: And yeah, scratching eating. for acorns yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: so I, I mean, that is that kind of knowledge. Certainly, you wouldn't want to do that in October or November. Right. Um, bumping them out, and you, you may they might they might go on the neighboring property and stay. So I, I found something like those type of things that, you know, just happen on, on, on days in February when you're getting out there and otherwise wouldn't be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's, that's advantage. Number one, like the most obvious one is just, there's so much, so much scouting value. Um, uh, everything Caleb just, I mean, how is that not a, an incredibly valuable piece of information to hunt that property? Caleb would be able to take advantage of that escape, you know, Depending, he's got the right wind or whatever or in the case you know you hear some people talk about oh there's so much hunting pressure here i don't hunt the deer i hunt the hunters meaning that they right. you know they re- they decide what they're going to do based on the activity the the pressure that the other hunters are putting on so knowing that caleb could slip around back and uh set up on that escape route and um you know wait for those other hunters to pull in in their truck or whatever we could see some pretty clear truck truck tire marks from where these guys came in during gun season maybe they were loading up a deer or something but uh uh a good chance though uh that they were dropping guys off to go hunt well we know the effect as uh bow hunters we know what that does to to deer to have you know car doors slamming and and uh, people squeaking as they climb up their uh, ladder stands and everything else um, to go along with that truck driving through the field. So to be on an escape route would be extremely valuable. Also, of course, rubs, scrapes. We find so many uh, – I, I heard the term for the first time. I heard it on the Wired to Hunt podcast, I think. I can't remember the name of the guy who used this term, but I love it. He called it a hub scrape. Um, oh, yeah we find those hub scrapes all the time and uh it's just like dude if you need a spot to hunt in october go near that thing you're gonna see a couple of bucks uh a sit most likely for as as ripped up as that thing is and then of course like i just said rubs you can kind of you know rubs can be kind of a bit of a I mean, it tells you that bucks are in the area for one, but also the size of the rub is really probably what mm-hmm. you get the most information from. If there's a rub that's stretching pretty high up into a tree, then you know you got a you got an older buck that's in there. That um, so Alabama they,
1: eleven, he's not leaving that rub, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, the the you know bigger this the bigger the rub could tell you you know multiple bucks are hanging out there and they're fairly territorial or um uh, they can they can uh you know even sometimes you hear like a signpost rub where you know Mm a bunch of bucks are are hanging out in an area today we found this big cedar tree that was ripped up all the way around it so that would serve as an example of one of those yeah it's really cool so the scouting side of it and then of course finding beds finding food sources finding little as you're wandering around the woods with all the the summer and fall foliage off all the ground level uh, bushes and shrubs, you can see terrain features so much better. And so we find all these little benches and, uh, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. spur ridges and and things like that that are ideal for a buck to be hanging out on during uh, October and uh, through the hunting season. So all that information plus late season information too you know if you didn't fill your tag during the fall and you got to hunt the late season now you got that intel um that helps you uh get it done in the 11th hour so i think from a scouting side all of that comes into play Mm -hmm. what else are you thinking caleb beyond just like scouting value
1: there's so many i mean i'll name a few and then maybe we'll just we can just go on a tangent sure Um, so like i think of if you're managing a property, or like for us, like last year when we were on some of these properties for the first time, learning what kind of deer you have on the property, and what you know what's a what's a reasonable quote unquote shooter buck for you, mm-hmm. um, it helps you learn those things, especially in a new scenario. Um, a second topic is just um, helping farmers not pop tires. I know that's been a common <laughs> yeah. theme for farmers I've talked to. Yeah, um, it's just is keeping that out of their. Um, other equipment saving them some money and paired with that is it's an excuse to go knock on doors and ask farmers to shed hunt which typically can lead to some some hunting ground yeah um, and so that that's to a, me that's like, a though, great
0: one right there
1: they're a lot more willing to say mm-hmm. hey, yeah go walk for some sheds and then not being too eager about hey can we hunt like don't ask right away right yeah. but but at least it starts a relationship with another person who you might get access to that perfect 20 acres you need or whatever it doesn't have to be a lot of ground so um there's a lot there's a lot of benefits i think that this time of year
0: and one of the things we hear when we ask Uh, uh, guys if we can shed on the property I just asked a guy on Sunday uh, and I got permission here right by my house and I had permission last year too but I I guess that's one we should throw in there renew that permission every Mm -hmm. year make sure you don't just say oh I got told once that's you know forever and ever landowners Mm -hmm. hate that and uh, we've been told that by a lot of them Uh, that they hate that so don't do that don't be a bad guest but but also uh you know they don't like it if uh you leave if you drive in on their fields and leave ruts Mm -hmm. in their field and stuff so when they see that you aren't doing those things and they see that you are renewing your permission each year caleb's right you get your foot in the door to show that hey i'm a trustworthy person and that leads directly to uh hunting permission in a lot of cases uh Mm -hmm. down the road now here's what i'm gonna throw in there caleb i think you'd probably agree with this i like shed hunting i think one of the biggest uh pieces of value from that is because i get to be around deer more we talked about the scouting side where you're seeing sign but there's some things with scouting that you like it's not so physical you know what i mean it's almost like when you're shed hunting you start to climb into the brain of the deer by analyzing the physical stuff yes but also like today when it was these miserable conditions um we kind of walked into this staging area on the side of a timber that went up to this huge field of uh, crp Mm -hmm. and uh i think what was it i spotted like a little flat spot in there and so we're yep. like oh yeah let's go check that out and then the second we stepped in there you were like dude you notice there's like no wind right here right this, the right. wind like it is and it's like yeah it was at least
1: like 15 to 18 miles an hour and then yeah. it just it was like a hit a wall and yep. it was just it was dead
0: absolutely and it was a couple degrees warmer like it was yeah. literally warmer right there than it was in the wind, and so mm-hmm. deer take you know they got that figured out too. So now you know, okay, we got this little uh thermal advantage here. Um, mm-hmm. this is a spot that again, going to the late season, you know, a deer is probably going to be traveling through here to get out of the I wind. Know. And yeah. so, you that's not really a deer sign thing, but you kind of pick up on what their instincts would lead them to in that scenario. Uh, so To me, that's a huge benefit. You just start to feel more like the deer.
1: Mm -hmm. I I mean, that interaction, too. I mean, like, sitting here thinking, it's like, man, that's probably not a place necessarily to put a stand because it might be sucking that wind back to them. There's a reason the deer like to stay in those thermal hubs, you know, because the the wind kind of cools there a little bit. So you still learning that, but, too.
0: you know, every state has something going on in the very late season, and that is a gun right. season of some sort, whether it's muzzle muzzleloader mm-hmm. or, or, you know, a, man, a CWD management season or something right. like that. Firearm seasons go on during that last part, that coldest part of the season. So, you know, you could reach into there with a gun. I agree with Caleb. Right it wouldn't be a good spot to set up your stand. But... Uh, for reaching into with a gun absolutely be a good spot to target so uh you know just being able I, I think the more time you spend around uh the animal the more you start to understand them and they become a little more predictable
1: There also i mean i'm just sitting here thinking i mean i think there's more reasons to go shed hunting than not I mean, and a huge one's even just health. Like, how many calories did we burn, and how much did our heart rate get up? We're slopping around and <laughs> coming That's up the, right. the side of a hill. I mean, like, there's a health aspect too, where just mentally, physically, getting out there—absolutely, um, just—it's good for you. And and I I I really think if you weighed positive as negatives, you, you write them down. It's going to be two to one at least, maybe three yep. to one if not more positives to negatives. Um, you know, any spot anytime on.
0: Anytime. Very well said. Yeah, that's I, that's a great way to end this one. You know, my biggest argument: somebody who says it's a waste of time is okay. What else should I be doing? You know, watching TV, watching YouTube. You know, there's there's not. You know, time spent outdoors is not wasted, and of course, you know it's a great time to catch up with your. Uh, you know some of your closest hunting buddies you know Caleb's one of my best friends and I look forward to that time just hanging out with Caleb there's even during when we're walking that low odds ground as we call it um, we're talking the whole time we're having fun we're bouncing ideas off of each other we're we're uh, you know have we're sharing that as as Brandon calls it that fellowship that brotherhood he calls it the brotherhood and sisterhood of the outdoors and that's right. uh, uh, exactly what Uh, we have going on there and we talk about hunt plans we have coming up uh things we hope to see happen in in the upcoming season and all that so you know you hear somebody say it's a waste of time uh i i strongly disagree with them here's a few reasons why i think you should go go out and uh you know uh take advantage of this great opportunity that uh, nature gives us uh, our own little uh, Easter egg hunt kind of uh, that we get to go out and enjoy. And uh, man, antlers look awesome in your house. Caleb's <laughs> working on a chandelier. He's got That's aspirations right. for that. And uh, um, I basically have antlers laying on every flat surface of my house. My sister likes to uh, make fun of me for, but um, it's, it's uh, such a, such a great thing. My absolute, I I enjoy it just as much as I enjoy deer hunting, just because I get to be close to the animal. The the white-tailed deer is my favorite animal. And, uh, you know, spending that time uh, getting to live, you know, close to them, live close to the land, develop that appreciation more and more for these wild places, these habitats, um, is I think critically important. And so that's why I want everyone listening to this to, to jump in on it too. I also want you to jump on with Spartan forge. So make sure if you haven't yet, you pick up your subscription, look at the services they provide and subscribe to those that are most beneficial to you. Some of them you may only want during uh, deer season. That's fine. You can do that. You can do, go with the, with the monthly payment plan, or if you're like me and Caleb, you're going to go ahead and subscribe to the full year service. It's yep. totally worth it. Um, Caleb and I have been using, we're going to talk about this more in a full length episode because I know we're already hitting our mark here we're a little bit over 15 minutes but um, the access feature, we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode uh, just how important that is um, but you can't take advantage of it unless you're in on the game with it and also don't forget about our buddy and our partner Alex Gruen over at East West Hunts, head over to East West Hunts, use that promo code Gen 10 save 10% off your dream hunt plan. Alex will make it happen for you. There's not a guy who works more tirelessly around uh, the clock to get you into that optimal hunting situation. So make sure you talk to alex we're actually going to have a testimonial on that uh on the episode coming up this week on friday so i'll be listening in for that well thank you caleb for jumping on for picking bones thank you to everyone else listening to us rant about why you should shed hunt until next time take care and take someone hunting